Hello and welcome back to the So You're Going to Be a Dad podcast, episode three. Uh, this episode is going to be all about the birth. Uh, so first of all, massive congratulations, Piers. Um, your son, Rain, has arrived. Uh, and yeah, we wanted to talk to you, you fathers-to-be, about uh, the birth and how was it? So so yeah, first of all, congratulations, Piers. How are you feeling? Yeah, man. I mean, it's... Um, so he was born nine days ago. So it's... I mean, that still feels like like two days ago, basically. Um but it's crazy, man. Every like every hour is different. Um, every time he, I mean, he if he farts, we're like, oh my god, he's <laughs> like basically <laughs> put him in like a cot or something, or like in like a little we got a little bouncer chair, and we just stare at him. And then if he like yawns, like, oh my god, he's yawned, or like if he farts, he farts <laughs> a lot. If he farts, we're like, oh, he farted. <laughs> I wonder where he gets that from. Yeah. Um, that's so, so how does it feel that he's actually here? Because it's like, you know, it's obviously a, it's a wait, isn't it? It's like a nine month wait. And then now, now he's finally here. Yeah. And it, it's, it's weird as well. Cause I've thought a lot about this and I, I definitely think that like the nine month pregnancy is, is like, it's the right amount of time. Like I do now, I, I completely get like the, the nature element of all of this and stuff and the spiritual element, but nine months is, it's definitely something significant about that time because it does prepare you f- loosely for this. So when you're in that last, he was two weeks late, but when you're in that last month, you're, you're ready. You're like, okay, we have everything. His cot is here. His clothes are here. Like we need this baby now. And then when it comes, it's like, it just flips everything. Um, and it's just a whirlwind, man. So it's a whirlwind. I can, I'm just smiling loads. <laughs> I can see. Um, that's what, um, Sharky said as well. Do you remember? He was like, you won't feel like you're ready until it's like you're in that last month or it was like saying that it, you do feel like when it comes, you're ready, even though you think you might not be, you'll be ready. Um, so that's awesome. So how was it then? So like that, this is what this episode's all about for, for dads, uh, to be yeah. there listening. Um, you've done it now. How how was the birth? So first, I, don't, I think Sharky said this on, on our on our last podcast, but he was like, "It's not called labour for no reason." <laughs> because <laughs> it is. So basically, Katia was in labour. So I'll give you the stats because, like, women want to know the stats. Also, dads that have, dads want to know the stats as well, but they know. So they're like, "What was the labour?" What kind of birth was it and how much did he or she weigh? So basically, he, it was a 27-hour labor. So you know when you hear these things as well, you're like, it's a 30-hour labor. You're like, what does that mean? It means from when they have the first contractions till when the baby's born. So that was 27 hours. Um, Katty didn't sleep at all through that time. Um, so basically, she, she woke up about two in the morning and had contractions. Um, and then she woke me up at about four, half four. And like when she woke me up, like I'm, as you you know as well, like in the morning, like I'm just terrible. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I don't bother texting you before 12, 12 p.m. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> that's, a, that's a rule we set. Do you remember? Yeah. So so she woke me up at like about half four, and I was just like, she said, "Oh, I'm having contractions," and I think I said like, "Why didn't you wake me up sooner?" And I was thinking also that's just like a crap response because actually she's, she's <laughs> giving me like two hours, isn't it? So then. I was up from four and she's having these contractions and we've got this app. Um, I can find the name of the app actually. So you measure the the length of the contractions. It's, it's almost like a stopwatch thing. So you're like, bam, contraction. <sighs> okay, 30 seconds, stop. And then they were like every three minutes and lasted about 30 seconds. So that's, you know, she, she's in the very early stages of labor here. So 
that's what. And also, if anyone doesn't know what a contraction is like, basically, when they have a contraction, they just they can't do anything. They, they can barely speak. Like, do you remember those? Um, do you remember those like shock? Do you remember those uh, Uncle Fester like shock things? He's been a um, the fun fair, and you hold. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, so when having a contraction, they can't do anything. They just so you're like oh, oh like you know like what, what should we have for dinner? And sometimes you're just sort of there, and you're like you might I might check my phone or like I just you just sort of stand there and just like stare at it. So she how was, are you feeling? How are you feeling with that? I was, I was I was just excited in the early stages because I knew it was the early stages. So I was like, well, this is going to be at least. 12, 14 hours before we can go to hospital because you're because you're timing them. So they have to be, you basically have to be having like four contractions within 10 minutes that last a minute to go to the hospital. So she's a way long time away from that. So I was just excited basically. Um, and then I got like another nap. She had a bath in the morning and I had a nap between like 10 and 11 in the morning. There's me thinking as well, like this nap would like do me good as well. So I had a little nap and I was like, oh, like, thank you. She's let me have a nap. And then her mum come round around, around uh, midday and like Katya's just still in bed and she's just like watching stuff on the iPad. But every few minutes, she's just like, do you, do you not go to hospital at that point then? No, 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 no. Because, because also like, again, she's part of me was like, thank God she has like checked all of this stuff or knows it because... Yeah, I would have done what you would have done. All right, let's just jump in the car. Let's go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. As soon as she had the first one, straight off. Yeah, but then she knows on this app, like we're way away from from that. So, so now I was just on on this app thingy, just like hitting that's you know timing them. You say, oh, you know, you're having them every ten minutes now, so that means the that sort of slowed down a bit or whatever. So then, yeah, her mum come over, um, and her mum hadn't come in the house basically all year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And, um, the mum was like, I'm downstairs. I said, no, no, come in. And then, um, so then her mum was obviously just chatting to her and like, she's watching stuff on the iPad and then she just, <sighs> so I said like, I'm going to pop to M&S and get some snacks for later. <laughs> it was all very chilled, yeah. And also part yeah. of it's like, her mum's here. So let me like, let me show her mum that, you know, we, we got this under control basically. So mum was like, I, I said, oh, I'll stay with her. And I said, cool, I'll go to, to um, M&S and I bought like some falafel bits, all those stuff you get for like, like a, uh, to go to like the green in the summer or something. The three for seven pound range. The three that, for that, seven that, pound. Yeah, that great. The, the M&S deli section's outrageous. They're banging, good. isn't it? I've got sausage yeah. rolls, the little feta parcel things and something else I can't remember. Um, and then walked back. It's probably, yeah, probably about two o'clock in the afternoon now. So it was all still very chill, but I was like, oh, like, this is this is happening, this is happening. Um, and then her mum went about four, I think. And then... Um, then at about eight o'clock, they ramped up basically to like, oh, I'm trying to remember, every three minutes, I think they were. And we'd called the hospital and they said like, we called the hospital before that and they'd said, oh, if they're every three minutes, then look, think about coming in. So then they were every three, three and a half minutes and lasting about 50 seconds. So I said, right, let's, and this app says you should look to go to hospital now. So I was like, right, let's like, let's pack up. Well, the bag's already packed, but I was like, let's finish packing the bag. Let's just jump in the car. I was super excited at this point. Like we're both quite excited, but she's like, and then um, she's doing, she had a hypnobirth as well. So those sort of meditation tapes, we've got that on in the car and stuff. So it's all pretty chilled at this point. Gets hospital. I think I even texted you because she, she went in and I had to wait outside first for, um, for them to check how dilated she was before like, yeah, can come in. So I think I just texted you. I was like, Oh, it's happening. Text a few people. They're like, Oh my God, this is wicked. So I'm sat in the car and then, like 20 minutes later she just texts me 
I'm on my way back out. I was like, oh, fine. And then she comes out like with the bag and she's like, they said I'm not dilated enough. She said, I'm, she's only one centimeter dilated, basically. And you right. need to be 10 centimeters for the baby to like start oh, no. out. So weird. So, and also this, this is half eight in the evening. We've been up since two. Yeah. She's in a lot of pain at this point and it's only one centimeter. So you know what we're thinking on this drive home? We're like, this is not even, that's not even like the rehearsal basically. So then there's something that happened. So you had to go home. You had to go home. Get back in the car and go home. Yeah. Oh, mate. It was a quiet journey back as well because we knew we were like, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, this is, this is all right. Like I've done all right here. And then we're like, no, no, no. She's got essentially like times 10 of what she has just had because she needs to go another nine centimeters. Bloody hell. So something happened in that car journey back where they just ramped up. By the time she got out of the car, she could like barely walk like up the stairs. She was just, the contractions were lasting longer. Um, she would almost like fall to the floor with some of them, which was really, t- it's really, really hard to watch because she is in immense pain now. She's like, she can like, can't speak. And then she can't even speak after them because she's, that last one has sort of left like a lasting effect on her now. So it was, it was weird. And then she would try and do something within that time. So let's say that every three minutes, she'd be like, right, I've got, got to try and go to the toilet quickly within three minutes because when it comes back, and, some, and sometimes she'd go like, she would say something to me and she'd go, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And then she'd just like freeze. And I'm just standing there with like water or something, like ice, like, like, <laughs> like you know, like take it. And she's like, oh, on the floor. Oh, bless her. So then, um, so also there's this, there's this um, chemical or this hormone called oxytocin, which is the hormone which helps the contractions, basically. Um, and it's, it's meant to be like the loving hormone. So it's the hormone that they need to produce breast milk and to make the contractions like a lot smoother and stuff. So basically, you need to be relaxed and calm to have to produce this hormone. But right. while you're having contractions, which is the irony of that is just crazy. So she needs to be calm to, to make these flow like better basically right so I ran to the corner shop back to jazz and I got as many tea lights as I could <laughs> <laughs> why tea lights just for the bath so basically I was going to run another bath I was like this bath needs to be like the bath do you know what I mean that last bath was nothing this one needs to be so I thought let me try and make it a bit different so then I had loads of tea lights and then she got back in the bath then she starts throwing up at this point just like projectile vomiting. I'm holding this bucket. She's probably not going to say this. Um, I'm holding this bucket and she's just like yakking up in the bucket in the bath. And then like, she's like filling this bucket. Sorry to anyone listening. And then gets out, goes back to the toilet. On the way to the toilet, has another contraction. She's on the floor. Ah! And she's like, I'm, her temp- temperature's going all over the place. So she's like, I'm freezing, I'm freezing. So I'm like, I'm going to put the heating on. Then it's like hot as hell in the house. And then she's like, it's too cold, it's too cold. I'm like, I've just put the heating on. She's like, ah! It was just that, it was this for like the next five hours. Four Mate, this hours. is such a long, long ordeal as well. Crazy. Like, it's crazy. That's like from 2 a.m. in the morning up till now, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I, I just Googled as well. And like, apparently the average like time of labor is like eight hours. So <laughs> that's like mental, mental experience. Um, and I love that Jazz got himself involved as well. That's brilliant. Yeah, I went and I said, I said, Jazz, like, it's happening. And also, you <laughs> had to give me some coins for the for the parking as well. Because I was like, I can't fuck that up. So I, I then I, was like, I don't have my card with me, but I had my phone. So I was like, charge me extra nine pound to give me nine pound coins. He's like, okay, fine. So he thought he was doing his little bit and stuff. 
so then, yeah, then it was, um, so then just, yeah, it was this for like the next four hours and it was hell. She had this machine called a TENS machine, which is supposed to send like a little, like electrode like shot or something in your back to, to, so your, your pain receptors think of that pain rather than contraction. So it doesn't make the pain easier. I think it just mm. helps you forget about it. I was trying to do that, like connect that machine to her. And I basically sort of did it wrong. She doesn't know this, but I did it wrong. And like basically I just sent like a really sharp shock like to her back, like in between the contraction, which is the worst time as well. She was like, ah, what are you doing? And I was like, it's the machine, it's broken. It wasn't broken. I just didn't know. It. I hadn't read the manual. Um, so anyway, it was just, it was just like the cycle of this for the, the next four hours, basically. Um, and then I called the hospital back and I basically said like, I'm worried because she keeps throwing up now like she's thrown up she's barely eaten the whole day and she's thrown up everything they're like okay we'll come back in but also sorry I'm, I'm sort of cutting the story here because she was one centimeter i was thinking we still have a long way to go like she's only, mm. only been back at home for four hours the, the midwife said you could be back at home for 12 hours so i'm like that's why when i was on the phone to hospital i kind of went big on like she was throwing up like she was, mm. I was like i'm really really scared because i was thinking they're gonna be like you were here five hours ago she's nowhere near you know this is just what it is anyway it came back um and i was like do you know what she better be like dilated enough because i can't deal with this as well and it's it, yeah and obviously the irony of me saying that she's the one going through the pain but i'm watching her and i can't do anything like there's nothing you can really do to make that better so anyway she went back in um and she was in maybe for like 40 minutes. And then she sent me a voice note and said that she was seven centimeters dilated. So I was like, yes, like the tea lights worked basically. Like, they <laughs> um, so they were like, oh, the nurse, the midwives are going to let you come in. So like park the car, pack the, like, unpack the bags and stuff. And then came in and she was in, I think she was in a wheelchair actually. Um, and she was in like the gown. I mean, she would, uh, she was beaten. I can't even lie. Like she was, you know, and you see all the other women in the ward look the same. Like they just look, just, just like, you know, disheveled, like just ruined. Um, and she went to have a water birth. So um, we were wait. We were in another room, like a separate room with a midwife, and they were waiting for the bath to, to be free. Um, and she's on this sort of beanbag, and she's having these big contractions now. Like they were lasting like a minute and a half, and they were basically every two minutes. And um, that obviously the baby's sort of slowly on its way out. So this was about one in the morning. Um, and rain came about five. So for these next sort of three, four hours, it was just contractions, which you can't focus on anything else. Like it's just, I'm just, you know, holding her hand. She's squeezing my hand. And you know, you see in films where like they squeeze the the, 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 the father's hand and he nearly like um, faints. Yeah. That was a joke. It, she was squeezing my hand once and like, my she was like squashing my index finger and like my pinky finger together and I was honestly thinking she's going to break like my, my pinky <laughs> and I was trying to like slide out of her hand but also I was like I can't let her know that that she's also doing that and then in my head I just sort of thought if she does break my finger at least I'm at like a and just across the way like I can probably <laughs> yeah. um so yeah so she had these contractions and then then she got into the water uh bath the the bathing birthing pool um and then he came about an hour later, basically. Um, and yeah, I've got a voice note, which I'm going to play. Um, I've actually not heard it back, but I've voice noted like as he come out, basically. Oh my God. Oh my God. Congratulations, guys. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
amazing that is so so amazing thanks for sharing that with us that is absolutely that's like yeah incredible how did you feel i mean even watching it gives like listening to it gives me goosebumps um because you can obviously hear that i was crying i was crying i cried so many times man but it is um it's great it was crazy man it was crazy i think also because i've just seen katia go through 27 hours of like just pain basically and then it ends with this, and obviously the pain, you know, reaches a crescendo, and then you get your baby. It's just the, um, what's the? I can't even explain it. Just the whirlwind of feelings, emotions. Like I'm so proud of her. I've watched her go through this crazy, like the biggest, you know, physical body, you know, physical change that a woman can go through. Then I also have a son, like someone that looks like me, that has all these little features, has loads of hair, eyes. I'm just looking at them and like. I, who are you? Like, I've never seen you before, but I feel like I love you more than anything, which is crazy. Cause I'm like, there's no warning if that makes sense. Like someone's just said, someone's just given you a, not even, I can't even compare, like a car doesn't compare to it, but someone's just giving you a Lamborghini and you just love it instantly. It's like that. Like I've never <laughs> seen this person before, but I'm like, I just automatically feel like this intense, like unconditional love. That yeah, be the closest thing I can compare it to. It's amazing, man. And, and like when you were saying about it, must be hard as well. Like you, when I spoke to you afterwards, you said it's so difficult seeing Kat go through that as well because you really you hard. do kind of feel like you were saying you feel like helpless. You can't do anything apart from be there, um, which I think right. must be so difficult um, to go through. Really hard. Yeah, there's a, there was actually a moment where. Um, because she was she was in the birthing pool and like they said the midwife said like oh I can see his head and when we heard that we were like okay he's he's obviously you know like three pushes from coming out or something because also um, with a water birth she has to push the whole baby out whereas I think in like a labor ward they'll help pull the baby out basically so we obviously thought like he's imminent um, and they're like oh like one more big push and she's like ah. And then they're like, okay, another big push. And she's like, she basically, she, she just looked at me and she went, I, I, I have nothing else to give. Like, I just have oh. nothing left. Like, she was like, I literally have nothing left. And I'm holding her hand and I just like looked at her and I was sort of like, um, maybe like a little push <laughs> because basically I just, I just, you know, give everything. So I'm also like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like if you, if you're willing to quit now, then I'm, 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 I kind of accept it because I've seen you give everything. <laughs> I I used I used all my lines up way early in the in the um in the labor. I'd been like, you know, I'm forever in debt to you. You know, like she'd have contractions for four hours, and I'm and I was saying, you know, um, 
I can't wait to meet him. Like, I'm speaking to the stomach and stuff. Fast forward that 22 more hours, I'd run out of shit to say. So when she's like, I have nothing left, I'm like, yeah, I mean, just maybe a little push. <laughs> You'd lost the dressing room, hadn't you, at I'd that lost, point? I'd lost <laughs> Oh, mate. that's So like now, like, why did you decide to go for a water birth? Like, why did you, why um, did you decide on that? So, um, well, it's basically, it was Katty's decision. And I think because it she said it's sort of more natural and I think that the the baby coming out of the womb and into water is is a, is a nicer transition for the baby rather than like um, a brightly lit labour ward where the baby comes out crying because as you can hear from that voice note he didn't cry for like 30 seconds um, and the the, bir- the birthing room is like nicely lit and the pool is quite nice so it, it's also a um, it's also a um a setting which sort of helps the oxytocin. Also, so I got to add as well, so she had a natural birth, so she didn't have any um, any pain medication whatsoever. Um, Rain was 10 pounds, which I didn't know anything about baby sizes, but that's a big boy, basically. Like, I was watching Come Dine Me the other day, and this woman, like, she was saying that she had the biggest baby in Suffolk, and it was 11 pounds. So I was like, okay, 10 pounds is obviously a big boy. <laughs> yeah, biggest baby in Suffolk on Come Dine With Me. Yeah. So, and also something just to add about that as well is, um, so obviously, so she had a, a natural birth, um, which is great, but I'm no more proud of her for having a natural birth than if she had epidural or, you know, a C-section or whatever, because I think, I don't know what, what guys think about this, but I know with women, there's this sort of like stigma that you should have that like, natural birth is the only way, don't have any pain medication. That's what women have been doing for hundreds, thousands of years. That's not our job to 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 comment on, I think. Like no. I'm proud of her for regardless. Like she just there's a, there was this baby, she was carrying a, a 10 pound baby for, you know, that he was that size for the last couple of months. Um I'm just proud of her for what she did. So I think that if to any fathers out there, um, if your woman is sort of deciding what kind of birth to have, and she wants to have a home birth or C-section or epidural, just support her. Like, it's not our job to, you know, to to comment on that because it's, it's you know, God knows what they're going through in in, in that moment, so. Mm. Don't, don't, it's amazing, don't you think, like how incredible women are that they go through that. Crazy. And, like, their bodies have to endure all of that. Um, yeah, really, really incredible. Do you know what? One, um, of my, one of my friends, I was speaking to him like a month ago, this guy I used to work with, um, and he's like, he's maybe like five years older than me. And I was telling him about what Katty was going through when she was um, pregnant. So like, you know, back pain and um, she had a nosebleed and all these things are in his book that they, they can get. And I told him and he was like, oh, thank God we're men and we don't have to go through that. <laughs> I was thinking, first of all, I said to him, I was like, yo, when, you're, when your partner is pregnant, don't say that. Yeah, yeah, leave that like, one. I suppose I was looking at it is that is that they're heroes rather than we have escaped having to go through that. But also now I watch that go through labour. I'm also a little bit happy that I'm a man because <laughs> I'm like enough like that. How did it make you feel towards Cat though when when you go through something like that together? So that must be like something. It's like a it's insane. completely different phase of a relationship. Right up to that point, it's just the two of you, and then it's crazy. Yeah, it just. I mean, I, again, I mean, I cried so many times through the labour because just watching her go through this and, you know, I'm just thinking, I, I, we can't, like, we we help make the baby, but we don't do any of that. We don't do anything else. Mm. They carry the baby. They have to breastfeed if a woman breastfeeds or, you know, they, nature, nature or, or, sorry, society says that it's the woman, the mother that should connect with the baby sort of almost before the father. So, 
they are aware of all of this and, you know, emotionally and physically they feel like a connection to the baby that we don't feel. So I just, just you just feel, yeah, just the, the feeling of like pride, I think. And without being all sort of like old school, but as the father, you're like these two people now, my, like my, my uh, partner and my baby, like it's my job to look after them. And what now you've um, now you've been through it. If you had to give some like top tips for blokes that might be you know having this come along quite soon, what things would you would you be like? These are must must do's. Um, boy, so basically, make sure you are well rested because. So when I had, and also if if it's your first baby, like, and you've heard this part, and you're about to have a baby, sorry, and you, and you listen to this podcast or you just read it somewhere, tell your partner that you will need to have a nap in the early stages of her uh, contractions because you you will need it because you're no help to her if you're tired. Like when I drove back to hospital, I was so tired driving. I was thinking, this is like not safe. Um, but when I had that little nap, I had like a little 45 minutes like from like 10 in the morning and, and I woke up and I was like, I feel fresh now. And that was bullshit because he came at 5 a.m. the next day. So that little nap didn't do me anything. And actually I should have had a... We didn't know the... the, the the labour would take that long. But if you are measuring the contractions and you can see they're quite far away, try and go in and if she's cool with it, go in another room and just get some sleep because it's going to be a slog. And um, you, obviously you're, you, you are there to help her through the contractions, but you can't really do that much. Um, so, I mean, there were times when I was making pasta and I can hear her just, ah! <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm like, I'm just trying to make some pasta. Um, so make sure you're well rested. Um, make sure you pack the bags as well before. Like that was like, she packed the bags like six weeks before he was born. And I was like, oh, this like rule of my eyes. Like this is rubbish. She was like, make sure you pack your bag. And then she just packed my bag for me. Um, but make sure you do that because honestly, when it, yeah, when shit hits the fan, like you just need to grab stuff as soon as possible. Um, make sure you bring snacks. So obviously the MS three for seven range or any like muesli bars or like, bottles of water, just anything like that, because she's not going to want to eat and you're probably not going to eat. So just snacking on things like that are good. Just run them lots of baths, candles, anything that just makes the environment, um, you know, a bit more relaxing. So whether that's like burning a nice oil or, listen to me, burning oil. But you know what I mean? Like anything that just makes... <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm all for that stuff. Don't worry. Don't get embarrassed about that. You love a candle, innit? Um, I love a candle. Yeah, just anything that makes you know, because she might not be able to speak through this. So just think, what does she like? A cup of tea, um, little things like that. Because, and also, yeah, just, sorry, back to the make sure you sleep thing is that just, you need to have patience because you're both going to be, this is new for both of you. There was a time where like, she shut the door in my face, like the bathroom door. I think I was holding like a bucket or something because she just shut the door in my face. And I went and like, I just like went to lay on the bed and I just thought, I was like, fuck, like, this is mad. Like, it's bullshit. Like she said, she's too hot, and then I put heating on, the, uh, take the turn the heating off, and then she said she's too cold. And then I just had to check myself for a second. I thought, like, no, she is. She can't even. She doesn't even know. She couldn't even count backwards from five. So yeah. it's just for me to make sure that I have enough in the tank to keep things ticking. So, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and we'll definitely get the um, we'll get the name of that app as well for people um, that are probably wondering what that is because yeah. that sounds handy. Um, and what's he? What's it like then? Now he's here. What's what? What's Rain like? Oh, man, he's just he's just perfect, man. He's just perfect. Like you just basically you just stare at him. Like as a couple, you just stare at him. 
like you put him to sleep and then you're just looking at him and you're like, oh, you've got to nudge him because you're like, he's just, he's too still. Like, is he, is he alive? You just nudge him and then he just cries. You're like, oh, like he cries. And you just stand there smiling. You're like, we made that. It's just, it's a crazy feeling. It's honestly a crazy feeling. And he just, because they don't do much as well. They just, they literally eat and sleep and cry. That's basically what they do. Um, and shit, sorry, they shit a lot as well. <laughs> um, how's it been then since you've been back? What's, what's, how's it different? Um, so it was weird. The first few days took a while to adjust to because, you know, I'm an only child. So I've never, I've basically rarely heard a baby cry. So there was a time when I was brushing my teeth and I heard this cry. I was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, that's my son. So that was like... <laughs> 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 that was that was um like day two or something and i think by day four i was like i just couldn't imagine him couldn't imagine life without him basically um and you know if he cries like i wake up instantly like you never really sleep properly like you go you're in sort of like a light sleep um how's the sleep been how's it been oh bro that so that's the, probably the thing i'm struggling with the most i'll be honest like it is if anyone knows me they know i love sleep um, and I can't survive on your face. I can't survive on very little sleep. Um, and I and I've, I was a bit anxious about this before, like um, before he was born. I was like, how am I going to adjust to this? Like, I'm bad on little sleep, let alone, you know, what people say about the sleeping patterns. Um, yeah, it's tough. Um, so basically, a normal night would be, um, so he's being breastfed as well. So, and because he's 10 pounds, he needs to be fed basically every two hours. Like the guy's a machine. Like he'll, he'll eat, he'll like feed, and then he'll just pass out on the boob. And then you're like, oh, he's passed out. Then you pick him up and then you put him into the bed and then he'll just wake up again. And then he starts like smacking his lips, which basically means he wants to eat. I was like, bro, you literally just ate. <laughs> you ate for an hour. Like, what the hell? So you put him back in the boob. He's like, and sometimes I just stare across the room. I'm like, that boob used to be mine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no longer <laughs> no longer um so yeah so he'll we'll, we'll put him to bed maybe around like half one or something um in the morning and then um we'll wake up at like three half three obviously Katia wakes up I sometimes wake up like you know just to stand there like a zombie next to her sometimes she just doesn't she just says go back to bed um so she'll be up again at like half three we'll put him back to bed and then when she puts him back to bed around sort of three, half three, four, I'm normally like a little bit awake then because I might have had a few hours. So then if he then cries again, I will take him and then go into the living room and just have him on my chest for a little bit and like rock him to sleep, let her get to sleep and then bring him back to bed, put him back in the cot and then she'll wake up again at like half six, seven, feed him again um, and then I'll change him as well. So I always say to her as well, if if he, because the nappies, these nappies are great, by the way, from Lidl's, the proper cheap, don't buy Pampers. They've got this little strip. It's like a yellow strip. And if he has soiled himself, it basically goes blue. So you just know. So you're like, oh, I would say, I call it a code blue. So I'm like, oh, you've got code blue, code blue. <laughs> and then I'd say to her, if he, if he needs a nappy change, like just wake me up and I can do that. Because it's the least I can do is I can mm. be up for a little bit, change the nappy, maybe go back to bed or whatever. Um, so... Yeah, so then she'll wake up again at half seven and then sort of like maybe nine and then you're just up for the day. But Has that been the biggest ad- adaption then? Sort of the lack of sleep? It's hard, man. I have to nap in the day as well. And, and I think as well, you you have to, at first, the first few days, I almost felt bad for napping because I was like, she can't nap as much because she needs to be feeding him. And also she just 
wants to be with him all the time, basically. Um, so at first I felt a bit bad for napping and then I just had to be honest and say, like, I need to get a nap. And she was like, cool. And now we sort of do that as well. But um, you need to, otherwise you'll burn out. Because we probably got this for the next six months, maybe. So mm. and it's been nine days <laughs> and I'm broken already. So I'm like, I'm, we're trying to balance out that we need to say, like, I need a I need a timeout. I need two hours to go to you know just to nap. But you're you're, you're basically like a friend of mine, Ed Cripps. He had a, a little boy um, in the summer, and he said it's basically like permanent jet lag, and that's exactly what it feels like. That's a great yeah great analogy. That it's because it's one of those things, isn't it? I guess people they always tell you, oh, you won't sleep, and like I I haven't had any children myself yet, but. Um, even people you work with, when you see them, they're like, oh, I've got a newborn and they look so tired and they're like, fine. <laughs> and you think, like, you think of someone that doesn't have children yet, you're like, how, oh, like, surely that kid sleeps. Like, how, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think now, now, obviously, I've spoken to you and I've heard how tired you've been since he's been here. Um, you sort of think, actually, tired. okay. You look yeah. a bit tired, but yeah, yeah but you, now I've heard all this, it kind of makes sense. But you do, you do think, oh, how bad is it? And I think maybe that's quite nice for other people to hear now is that actually that's normal. Um, and obviously you do get through it eventually. It's just difficult, isn't it, to go through it at the time? It is. And I think as well, like communication is probably the biggest, um, the most important thing in, in the relationship in these early stages because she'll be feeling certain things you know if the baby's struggling to latch on with the breastfeeding if they want to breastfeed or just tired or you know if you feel tired or you feel like you need to sleep or you just want to do something else you almost feel this bit of guilt in the back of your mind you're like no like why do I want to watch football because I have a baby and it's only been there four days and I need to bond with him like every second of the day and he's awake um, so you need to communicate because you are going to be feeling the, the 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 shift is difficult, and I think fathers find it difficult because um, the the mother is, as I said before, like society and stuff says it's the mother's role to connect with the baby. You know, um, anyone, any family member that speaks to us, they'll ask Katia different questions to what they'll ask me. Do you know what I mean? It's all about how she's bonding with him and is he latching on and all this sort of stuff. For me, they just go like, "Are you tired? Like, are you cooking? Are you cleaning?" Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's important to communicate that, you know, if you need a break, like I went out for a walk and listened to our podcast and you still need to do those things because it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, um, and also you just can't feel bad if, you know, if you feel like you want to do something else because it's totally normal. You've only had this, this baby in your life for a week and it's the biggest life change you've ever gone through. Mm. Do you feel different in yourself? Do you feel like now he's here? Do you feel like you're... Um, do I feel different? Don't know. I mean, I sort of, I'm enjoying, do you know what? I took him out for a walk. I keep saying this as well. I keep saying taking him out for a walk. Like I said, dog, apparently you don't say that. I don't know what you say. Maybe right. take, took him out for a stroll. I don't know what you say. So I took him out for a stroll, um, on Friday, just to that, went to super drug, just me and him. Um, and I, I just loved that man. Just loved like, just have, I felt so proud, like just basically having this baby. Women love babies by the way they just love them especially middle-aged women like they just <laughs> like i went to super drug women's i had a chat without breast milk for five minutes with this woman this other lady like i was at the the lights and she just like popped her head in and she looked at the baby and then she looked at me and went where are you from and i was gonna say twickenham but i think she meant like race i was like oh, i'm from jamaica um but they just love yeah i know questionable um and they just love baby like even people that walking past me would just would just smile 
Um, and I just think that feeling is just amazing, man. I think that, yeah. And I, and, and I always used to think, like, whenever you're in an office or something and someone only speaks about their kids, you're like, oh my God, like, will you shut up? But I, I kind of get it now because they are, it's an extension of you. Um, and when you're in your 20s and 30s, like, you, you know yourself and you've achieved loads of things. Cool, you've gone to Thailand, you've, like, washed elephants, whatever. When you have a child, you're like, this is something I actually care about, which is new. You know, this is something I'm genuinely proud of. So um, everything he does, like, I'm just smiling now. Everything he does, you just, you're just so proud. you just like, like I, we gave him his first bath last night. He hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were ready, ready to film it. We're like, this is going to be great. He was just like, ah! um, But yeah, there's just so many firsts, like, you know, the first bath and, you know, when he starts when he stands up and when he would start crawling and all these, these things we've got to look forward to. Um, yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, it, it's just, it's such a, it's just, it's the biggest life change I've ever had. And it's, it's, if I feel like I thought my life had purpose before, but this is a different feeling, man. This is. That's awesome. I think that's, um, yeah, that's so, thanks so much for obviously like it's sharing it all with us. I think hopefully this helps a lot of other people, um, when they come to go through it. It's, um, yeah, it's amazing. I'm so happy for you. Um, and he's finally here as well, which is which is incredible because we've obviously been chatting about it for so long. So to finally have him here and, and to meet him is amazing. Um, I think that's all that's all all, all for this app. Um, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the to the episode about the birth and, and got a few useful uh, tips from Piers. Um, did you have that uh, app? Did you know what the app was called? Yeah, so the app is just called Contractions. Um, just yeah, it's just it's just really handy basically because you can measure. It's weird though. We didn't pay for you have to pay for it. We didn't pay. We had the free version. So then every like six contractions there'll be an advert. <laughs> One of the adverts was, was for Bumble. I was thinking you don't need to have Bumble if you're having contractions. Like surely you've met someone. Um, Big trouble. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, that was the app. Um, really useful because you can just measure the contractions. Um, and there's another app called Wonder Weeks as well, which I downloaded, which is sort of for the days after the baby's born, um, which is a really good, really good app. And there's another book as well, which I recommend, which is in on the way. It's called, um, the book's called Your Baby Week by Week. Um, so that sort of tells you what to expect each week because they do change so fast as well. So that's another little thing. Great. And hopefully, hopefully yeah, hopefully those little uh, resources help help you guys that are listening um thanks very much Piers. thanks very much uh for listening we will see you next time yeah i want to go get a nap yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not joking get some, get some sleep get some sleep take care pal peace <laughs>